Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. We're going to bring Josh Furlong from KSL in Salt Lake City on to talk about Utah here in Stephen, I want you to participate a little bit in this conversation because you may have some questions because I think you're the guy that is uh, obviously you're picking Utah to win this game. And, uh, you know, you may have questions that you want to validate that pick with, but I just can't see if it is if it is Nate Johnson at quarterback. I think it's going to have to be a really low-scoring game for Utah to, uh, to get it. Uh, Josh Furlong, KSL, friend of the show, has popped in. Uh, I heard you had an electric car, man. How yeah. was it? Yeah, the electric car, I didn't know that that's what I was getting. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with electric cars, like if I'm in like L.A. or Seattle yeah. or something, but driving an hour and a half to Corvallis, was, yeah. it, it takes a bit. How do you know if you have enough juice to, to make that? Did, did that cross your mind? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly sat for three hours in the parking lot here in Corvallis charging the car so I can get home tonight. <laughs> so we'll see. If I don't make it to Portland, we'll see. I did that one time, and um, the car that I rented didn't have the adapter. <laughs> so I had to go back to the rental agency nice. to go because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. I had no idea. I didn't even know how the charging stations worked. You know, I watch people pull up to those things and I go, you know, I don't, I don't really understand what is happening here. What is the transaction? It's a science. That I'll is tell you going that. on. Uh, we're talking like we're watching Utah kind of come out onto the field here in, in plain clothes as the team looks like it has arrived at the stadium. But uh, this Cam Rising thing. It's been hanging over the season. What what has it been like to be a media member covering this team and asking that question every week? Uh, it's a little frustrating, right? I mean, I think that's the question everybody wants answers to. I can't tell you how many DMs I've gotten and text messages and different things of people wanting to know. Um, but it's, it's, it's honestly a fluid situation. Kyle wanted it at the beginning of the season. He's not a doctor, though. Um, and so it's, it's been an interesting situation being a media member trying to have to broach the subject yeah. knowing that there's not really anything there yeah. that Kyle can say. So so how do you do that? Like do every week during that weekly news conference, does it become kind of a... You, you get creative. You find ways. <laughs> There's, there was one day that uh, I think it was like a Tuesday that Kyle just cut me off directly and just said, no, Cam is not playing right now. You know, I mean, yeah. he's, he gets it. Um, he wants to be able to have good news too. So uh, I, I'm sure he would love to, to get over the, the Cam Rising talk and just put him out there on the field. I think I talked to him Tuesday or Wednesday and he said, I don't know the answer. Because I said, you're not going to tell me anyway. And he said, well, I, it's not that I won't tell you. He says, I don't know. So what are they waiting for? Are they waiting for a doctor to say he's okay, or what is it? That, that's my understanding, is, is he's been cleared enough to be able to practice and be able to go full go in terms of Team 1 reps. Um, but he hasn't been able to get the full clearance to be on the field in a, in a live game. So um, whether that is you know, the holdup, if he's just not feeling ready, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's 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 a sticky situation and one that you know Kyle wants as much as anybody. So we'll we'll see what happens. Do you think he plays tonight? I I personally don't. I think the the thing that I've gotten is that it looks like he'll dress, but he probably won't be able to play tonight. Interesting. And and so I've watched him because I was at the Florida game, the opener, and I watched him on the field, and he more or less acted like he was a coach. Mm-hmm. He had a headset on. He's walking around during warmups. Do you have you guys been able to talk to him about that? Is he getting anything out of this? He, they, they haven't made him available because he is injured, um, and so we haven't really gotten a ton except for at the very beginning of the season. Um, so he he hasn't even talked to us about you know his ability to be able to be on the field or coach with Andy and do different things that way. 
Um, but it, it is interesting. I mean, he has been, you know, we have gotten that from Nate, and Nate says he has been a good coach to him and kind of helps him seize the vision of different things there. So um, it's it's minor. I, I think he still wants to be tuned into the game. It's just, you know, yeah. that's the most he can do right now. Uh, we're talking to Josh Furlong, KSL in Salt Lake City, covers Utah. Nate Johnson, if it is him again tonight, how limited is the offense with, with him part of it? I mean, if you if you listen to what Kyle says, he says he's got about 75% of the playbook that Cam has. So he's at least got a lot of it, but because he is a redshirt freshman, they're still trying to keep it simple for him. Uh, they don't want to overwhelm him. So, you know, they, they have the playbook at their disposal. It's just a matter of actually putting it into play. And, and unfortunately, Utah hasn't done that. They, yeah. they haven't really done it. They've played very vanilla. You know, a lot of people maybe think it's a gamesmanship with, with Andy Ludwig and Kyle, just kind of keeping it simple until you get into the bulk of the schedule. So uh, it's, it's been interesting. But I think, you know, he's got the ability. He can make the throws. It's just he's, he's a freshman. You know, you're going to see some mistakes. It, it, it looks to me like they are doing just enough to win yeah. every week. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting to watch them kind of MacGyver that. But you've watched it for years. Like, this staff is very good. Like, skilled, experienced. They've worked together. Um, what has that been like to watch them kind of MacGyver it? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's not always going to be flashy. He, he's trying to do whatever he can to win the game. And so last week that took being up 14-0 to on UCLA. They knew their defense was going to be tough and, and stop them. So they didn't really have to be cute, right? They, yeah. they wanted to mitigate risk and, and not put Nate in a situation where he was going to turn the ball over. So uh, it's been interesting to watch that. Um, when Cam's under center, they're much more free-flowing, and I, I think they allow that trust a little bit more. Um, but with Nate, I think they're just trying to mitigate risk, and, and that's just Kyle's way. He's going to find whatever way it is to win a game and, and do whatever he can, and that, that may mean just being vanilla. Give us a scout on UCLA because you saw them, and, and I think a lot of people expected, I did, that they would be a top – five or six team in the conference but last week uh they didn't look great at quarterback yeah and i think i think that's partly you know utah's defense does something to freshman quarterbacks right dante moore he has the ability you can see that if he can just get a little bit more touch mm -hmm. he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback i mean there's a reason he was a five-star uh utah just did a lot of things that confuse him put some pressure on him um but he's he's you know incredibly talented you know he has the ability to burn you um, the thing I was left most impressed with is actually UCLA's defense. Uh, they, you know, you, you never really know, um, but I think they were much more impressive than I thought they would be. Uh, and I think this is a team that really can contend for for a time. I think you and I talked about yeah. this uh, yeah. a couple months ago. I didn't I didn't personally think that UCLA was going to be there uh, in that mix of of Pac-12 title contenders. Um, I'm starting to believe a little bit more, but I think it's going to be a you know they're going to be held back because Dante is young. Is it this feels. I don't want to say must win in week five, but for Oregon State, you can't fall two games behind in the loss column, right? And, and so this is huge for Oregon State being at home. What would losing this game do to Utah's season? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I think more than anything, they have to win this game because of the gauntlet that's coming up ahead of them. They have Washington. They have Oregon. They have USC. You, you know, you've got to expect that you're probably going to lose at least one of those games. So if you drop a game against Oregon State, that just makes it so much harder to come back and win a championship. So, you know, it's not a must-win game by any means, but at the same time, I think this is one of those that if they want to maintain where they need to be, especially if they're hoping that Cam does get back on the field someday, you know, this is as must-win as it can be. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to be fighting for that. This isn't something they're going to be overlooking Beavers, you know, by any means, especially what happened last time they were up here in Corvallis. So uh, it's, it's, it's a must-win, although it's not as dire. Does, is there a point of the season where if Rising hasn't played, 
that you would go, he's not going to play this season? Yeah, I, I think that has to be two weeks from now when they have Cal. They get a bye week next week. If he's not ready for Cal, I just don't know that he's going to be ready. So, uh, you know, do you so then what happens? Does he come back and I, another NIL deal and he's, <laughs> he grows a beard? What happens? <laughs> yes, exactly. What happens to Cam Rising? That's, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, they'd love to have him, but there comes a point where Utah has to move on. They have to develop these guys. They have to, to get going. And sure, he would be ready, um, but that's, that's a tough spot. We're talking to Josh Furlong, KSL, about Utah-Oregon State. Game kicks off at 6 o'clock. Uh, at Research Stadium. If this game was at Rice Eccles Stadium, uh, I pick Utah all day. Yeah, uh, I'm picking Oregon State because I feel like there's almost like a 14 point swing because you go from, you know, the, I don't know what this stadium's worth, seven or eight points. I think Rice Eccles is worth seven or eight. Uh, what is it about those home fields in your mind? Let's, you know, talk about Rice Rice Eccles maybe specifically. What is it about that stadium that makes it so difficult for anybody to go in there and win? I think it's just, you know, the fans are really dialed into that game. They're passionate. Um, you know, it's not the largest stadium, obviously. It's, it's bigger than a research stadium, but it's, it, it's situated in an area that, you know, the fans are right on top of you. They, they can be loud. Um, they're passionate about it. This is the team, right? Like, this is the team that they want to be. Um, and so it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I don't know if there's anything special or there's good mojo or anything, but it's just it has been a very difficult place to play because the fans have been really interactive. Um, there is a lot of false starts on thirds down just because, you know, the, the crowd is into it and so people can't hear. So I think it's just a loud, uh, raucous environment, and I think, you know, you're probably going to see that the same tonight. When uh, coaches come into the postgame news conference, you always see them, they get the stat sheet. And I'm always curious, like, what they look at. And some coaches will tell you, you know, they're looking at turnovers or they're looking at how many plays they ran because they want to know they possessed the ball and the other team didn't. If I gave you a peek at the postgame stat sheet, what one stat would you want to see that would tell you what happened in the game, from a, maybe from a Utah standpoint? Ooh, you, you, two of them came to mind, but I'm going to go with passing. You okay. know, based on if Utah can develop a better pass attack against this Oregon State defense, I think they have a much better shot to win. Um, the run game obviously has to be there, and I think, you know, I think both teams need that to, to work. Um, but I think if Utah can find a way to you know, get over 200 yards passing, mm -hmm. that would, to me that would in indicate that there was something that happened that allowed Utah to be successful. So that's kind of where my eyes will draw um, if Nate's able to be successful that way. And I think they have to look at Cam Ward last week, Washington State. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had his way. It surprised me how good he was. And, and I think the thing I'd want to look at is I want to look at Oregon State uh, rush yards mm -hmm. because I think if Oregon State can run the ball, then that really does help DJ Uyengalele get comfortable. And he hasn't looked comfortable. He's looked like a guy who's out there overthinking, and you can see him going through his progression. He's kind of going, not that, yes, that. And you don't want to see a quarterback do that. You want to see him be able to be fluid and in rhythm. And so I would look at the rush yards. Uh, I'm curious to see what you think of DJ at the end of the game, you know, and, and get your perspective too. You know, is Utah talking about him at all this week? Um, I don't. I don't think they. You know, they pointed to him by name. I mean, we asked Kyle about him, what he saw, and you know, he's he's only given what he's got on tape from Clemson and maybe the few games that he's had before. Um, I think. I think they're so weathered to the fact that they're facing tough quarterbacks every week that it. You know, he's just another one. I mm -hmm. think Caleb Williams or Michael Penix is still kind of that cream of the crop that that people are going to be focusing on. Um, but I think you know. The, 
they've, you know, DJ Uangalele has, has deserved the respect from Kyle Whittingham, and he's going to give it to him. And so I wouldn't expect them to just overlook what he's able to do. I, it's so different for me because last week I was at Oregon, Colorado, and it was, there was a lot of talk. A lot of talk, all, you know, pregame, Dan Landing speech, all that. Now we're at, like, the, uh, the Kyle Whittingham saying nothing but nice things about Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Smith. Jonathan Smith saying nothing but nice things. There's no trash talk no. in this one. Nobody's going to see Kyle Whittingham in a pregame speech. <laughs> I would like to see Saying it. we're see about it. substance. <laughs> and those guys are about substance, too, but not as much. Yeah. You know, that would be the speech, I guess. Uh, what do you make of all, all that in Colorado? I guess that's way in the horizon for Utah as an opponent. But how is sort of the Colorado story playing in Salt Lake City? I think it's interesting. I was I was talking to somebody that uh, they had an an 85-year-old woman that they were taking dinner to one night, and uh, she's a big BYU fan, and she didn't even watch the BYU game because she wanted to watch the, the Oregon game and the or- Colorado game. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's resonating with people that wouldn't necessarily resonate with. Um, it's a great storyline. I think people are still, you know, they still think that Colorado's not where they, you know, yeah. should they want to be. Um, but I think Dion brings fun, right? I think just for the nature of college football, Dion brings exactly what this sport needs. Uh, so it's it's fun. I think you're getting a lot of interactions um, in Utah, even even though it's you know a game that's not going to be until the end of the season. But um, it's it's fun. I say embrace it. All right, Stephen, back in studio in downtown Portland. He he's picking Utah to win the game. Okay. He's got a question for you, Josh. Uh, Stephen, you're on with Josh. Go ahead. Hey, Josh, how's it going, man? Yeah, I, um, I, the thing I worry about in this game, and we talked about it earlier, Oregon State needs to get off to a good start with DJ, get some easy passes. How comfortable? Is Utah coming back in the game if Oregon State gets up, say, 7-0, 10-0, if Cam Risen isn't playing? If Nate Johnson's the guy, do they have the firepower to come back from that, that type of uh, deficit in the first half? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, and I think you can point to Utah's game against Baylor in the second week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first week that Nate Johnson really got thrown into the mix um, and, and was, was able to kind of you know manufacture from the – I believe it was the 12-yard line all the way down for a touchdown to take the go-ahead score. So – you know, I, I, I think that's a far different place than Research Stadium. This is going to be much more raucous and loud, um, so I'm curious to see how that goes. But I, I think they have the mindset and the ability to be able to do it. We just have to see more from the offense. And so, you know, it's, it's possible, uh, but I think Utah, by all means, they need to get an early lead or this is going to be a much more difficult environment. Josh, at what point do we know if Rising's going? What are you looking for? Do well, you look for him in the warm-ups? Because yeah. I saw him kind of meandering around during the Florida game, and he was in shorts, and I knew then. So what are you looking for you know, as a beat guy or as a reporter covering the team? The hard, the hard thing here is, is last week he actually dressed. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he suited up, and then they went back into the locker rooms and he changed. So we really won't know until he comes back out on the field right before the game. So you know, that's what I'm looking at. I'm still looking to see what he's doing. Is he going through the warm-ups, the progressions, everything that way? Um, but if it's anything like last week, we honestly won't know until he walks out for the coin toss. Any your sense right now, because... I have friends texting me. Is Rising going? Is he going? Ask him if he's going. What do you tell people? I'm going to say don't plan on it, but don't be surprised if he does. <laughs> All right, there it is. Josh Furlong, KSL. Thank you, Josh, for stopping by. Thank you so much. Nick Daschle coming up. Uh, we'll find out from an Oregon State perspective uh, what is happening with this team. Leave it here. Well, Utah is on the field. They're in shorts. Looks like uh, they're wearing uh, like muscle tees. And shorts, Cam Rising on the field. I'm looking at him now. He's got a knee brace on. He is playing catch uh, with the uh, backup quarterback, and we'll see if Cam Rising can go. Steven, I'll get you updated, but I'm watching him play catch right now. But he's done that every week, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything.
Stepping into the studio, Nick Daschle of the Oregonian. He covers Oregon State. He's joined us. Uh, I want to talk about the other side. We've been we've spent a lot of time this week talking about DJ Uyunglele. What's going on with him? What do you see happening, and what are they talking about within the program? Well, the run, the running game is. Do I sound sound okay here? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, you're great. Um, the running game has kind of taken over the offense to some degree, and they kind of feel like maybe he's not getting into a rhythm enough. And so I can see them working on some things to get him more in a rhythm early in the game because, you know, I talked to Lindgren earlier in the week about about that, and he said, yeah, we probably need to do some things like quick passing early in yeah. the game just to get him going because – I mean, there's times when six, seven, eight of the first ten plays are running plays, and it's hard for a quarterback to, you know, get into some sort of flow when when that happens. So we'll see. I mean, we know he's capable because he he was capable at San Jose State. He was capable against UC Davis, and he was he looked good in camp. So it's not like he can't do the job. He, he, it's just a combination of him being a little inaccurate. And his receivers maybe not, you know, getting as open as they need to get or whatever the reasons might be. I don't think it's all DJ, but unfortunately for a quarterback, it's always about the quarterback. So, If he doesn't get it going, you know, I've talked about this, and I know you asked about this in the news conference. Is there a chance we see a little bit of Aiden Childs tonight? I mean, there's always a chance. I, you know, it's Utah, so it's going to be you know a difficult ask. I, Jonathan's always been he's always been hesitant to to pull his quarterback. Um, that's just the only time he's done it was with Sam Neuer in in year was the 2021 season. He he pulled him after the first game, but that was a different situation. He's never benched his quarterback as far as I can remember. And he stayed with guys too long. Like yeah. He, some, he stayed yeah. with Neuer, I think, too long in that Purdue game, right? Was yeah. The, yeah. But, but that was the only time he actually did make a change week, too. But, like, Chance Nolan had, you know, last – yeah, there were times when Chance Nolan looked a little shaky and you wondered. And, and, you know, there were times when Jake Luton was shaky and you wondered. But he always stuck with him. So – yeah, I mean, could it happen? Sure, but I, I just think he's going to give DJ every chance to to keep this job. I'm watching Cam Rising right now as they are uh, warming up. He doesn't look a hundred percent, and maybe some of it's the knee brace. But uh, they were doing uh, you know a little bit of high knees and some ex- some stuff here, and I was just kind of watching him warm up. I, I'm going to guess he's not going to go tonight. How much? How big a factor is that? in Oregon State's game plan tonight? If it's Cam Rising or not, if they end up, you know, at the quarterback position with Nate Johnson, how big of a difference is that for Trent Bray and Oregon State? Well, I know they've been working on both of them, but and and it, 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 it has weight on them a little bit because Nate Johnson is going to run the ball much more than the Cam Rising is. For two reasons, you know, Cam, you wouldn't want to put him in harm's way to start with, and two, he's not the runner that Nate Johnson is. So, I mean, I think they think it's going to be Nate Johnson, but they'll they'll have a plan if it is Cam Rising. It, it is a little distracting though, but I I just think Utah's been doing this every week where yeah. where where you know they bring Cam Rising to the game. You know, this illusion he suited him play, up last week. Illusion he's yeah. going to play, and then oh. No, nope, I'm just I'm just carrying a clipboard this week, and I mean my sense is that's what's going to happen tonight too. But, but 
I guess we'll find out in about an hour when they really start doing warm-ups. Yeah, I feel like I'm like trying to be a psychic right now, but I'm watching them. As you'll, be able just... to, you'll be able to give live updates yeah. during the, oh, he's, he's with the ones right now. Yeah. Oh, look, look at that pass. I can tell you this. He, uh, he doesn't look like he's 100% as he's you know, warming up. But I've never seen him warm up before, <laughs> so I'm not sure if he's just not a guy who well, it's, it's goes a, through everything. It's a tough injury to come back because you know, Oregon State's got Alton Julian, who was hurt against Utah two years ago on this field, and he still really hasn't come back from that same injury. It's it's you know it's a, as much mental as it is physical um, that that injury. So yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one. What do you make of last week, Washington? <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.